Welcome back to Ensuing Confusion. Uh, I am your game master and producer, Connor Sheridan. Uh, we're still playing our campaign of Scum and Villainy, heavily modified Scum and Villainy. Uh, I'm joined today, starting at noon on my Google Meet, by Tony playing uh, Augustine, the speaker. Howdy. Cleric playing Myriad, the muscle. Hello. Kitty playing Quell the Mystic. How's it going? It's going good, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> Catherine playing Gadget the Mechanic. Oh, thanks for joining us again, guys. <laughs> we're so happy to have you here. In fact, we're so happy to tell you that we have some some updates to share with you. Um, if you've just been listening on Pinecast before, that's awesome. We appreciate it. Uh, or subscribing direct via the RSS feed, that's awesome too. But now you can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Google Podcasts, and you can even, after several missed attempts of mine to resurrect my <laughs> Apple account, find us on Apple Podcasts. So please, um, if you're looking for a new place to find us, if you're looking to share links with friends, great to get those out there. Uh, and if you do enjoy us, then please leave a review. The reviews really help with visibility uh, and hopefully get us in front of more folks and more people can join the fun. Oh, and uh, subscribe to us on Twitter as well. Uh, it's, oh God, it's, uh, hold on. I think it's ensuing. Yeah, yeah, it's ensuing <laughs> podcast, all one word. Yep, I know what our Twitter account is. Um <laughs> <laughs> and this session we are picking back up uh, as the crew is on dime, getting ready to get the heck out of there after some sort of dramatic uh, events with the Protectorate Affairs ship um, and officer. Uh, you're, you yourselves are not really wanted right now, but you don't really want to stay here, and you've sort of agreed to take some very wanted cargo or passenger you know probably probably best to call them a passenger they're, they're a person <laughs> after all um i don't know you're smugglers you know it's all cargo to you right uh off the island under the noses of the protectorate affairs uh and i think we left augustine uh getting the ship fixed up for uh <laughs> a little bit of waterproofing, right? Because so, you're planning on potentially taking the ship through the river that goes straight through the center of the Landberg. The Beluga will be amphibious, amphibious vehicle. And we ended up with a really good tarp, I believe. Yes, yes. So <laughs> I think the quality level ended up such that like, it wasn't definitely going to be a problem, but it also wasn't <laughs> definitely not going to be a problem. Yeah. Scrolling back, we got a three. So yeah, <laughs> I think you spent a credit after that, though. To like, it's it's not bad. It's uh, I remember it being okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and were you were you on your own when you were like kind of overseeing the work on the ship? Probably in like a dry dock, I'm guessing. That's a good question. That was a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's been a little bit since our last recording <laughs> session i took some time off to catch up on editing pod uh the, the podcast that you're listening to right now previous episodes actually because of time um 
That just but, means that this will be extra adventurous because we'll be going by the seat of our pants. We'll be like, yep, yep. who knows what came before? Not me. Let's make it up as we go along. <laughs> well, I guess I'll say this. This is probably like a somewhat extended process, you know, getting a, a ship that was not built to be waterproof, waterproof. Um, so I think Quell and uh, Chalice... Your, your precious cargo uh, are probably busy right now uh, off visiting the mother of many as we had in that those nice scenes last time. But if anybody else wanted to be on hand for um, overseeing the ship's retro, temporary retrofitting, you could be. Speaking of which, if anybody who is listening wants to make amazing fan art of any of the characters or the adorable mother of many, who, by the way, as we said, looks like a super cute centipede, no, millipede, I think is what we decided, whichever one's not venomous, um, (laughs) we would totally love it. And you know what? We would probably find a way to put it up somewhere. Yeah, tweet it at us and we'll throw it up on the... um on the ensuing confusion site. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's a millipede that's like all rocky and mossy, and sometimes the light catches it just right, so it looks like it has like a human face. Um, But not always. (laughs) If you've seen Mononoke, you know there's that deer creature that I'm pretty sure has a very human face on it. I'm kind of thinking of Avatar and the spirit world. The... uh... Co? The creature that steal co steals faces. Mm. Did the magical deer in Breath of the Wild have a human face too? Uh, the one on Mount Satori. Yeah, it kind of had like a person face. I think. Yeah, yeah, that was a weird deer. Cool though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes, I think as you're overseeing uh, the, you know. You've probably just got some dry dock workers here, uh, hauling tarps over, kind of riveting them in place. Um, you see uh, one uh, person. Let me see here. Uh, uh, a guy. I don't know if you'd recognize him or not. Um, he's he's kind of walking in. Seemed like he was looking for somebody, and then he noticed the ship, uh, and he just looks at it for a bit, and he just says, "God damn it, this ship again." <laughs> This um, ship is definitely not stolen, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, if it was stolen, it was a long time ago. Um, but uh, <laughs> this person, unless you're specifically trying to lay low, Augustine, will will notice you and approach you. Would I have any reason to feel that I need to lay low? I mean, I guess probably yes, because we're trying to smuggle out under the protectorate. So... I mean, on the one hand, yes, but on the other hand, like, this this doesn't look like a PA officer, and somebody needs to oversee the work. So if you're just kind of hiding all the time, it's tough to oversee the work. Yeah. So no. All right. Then uh, this gentleman uh, walks up to you, uh, and he introduces himself as a... Uh, uh, actually, he doesn't introduce himself. First, he just says, yeah, you're Augustine, right? Depends who's asking. Partial Cloudy, nice to meet you. Inishir needs to talk to you. Come with me. Oh, boy. <laughs> and Augustine instantly re- uh, recognizes the name Inishir being the name of one of the purple triplets who you have a, a fraught relationship with. 
Yeah. Wait, not the one we're married to, right? <laughs> no, Solomon <laughs> no. is not part of the triplets. They're all part of the same family, but Solomon is not a triplet. So we're almost sort of related. I'm sure that will work in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's, uh, what's energy you want now? He'll let you know. Just uh, come along and that uh, that one with two talks who does the stuff with the, the spirits, they're not around, right? <laughs> I just really would rather avoid that right now. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, good. Great. Perfect. Come on. Uh, <laughs> and he starts walking out. You know, he's not like leading you at gunpoint or anything, but, you know clearly expecting you to follow and he will lead you toward the Delver's delight back to the Delver's delight. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll tag along. And partial as you know, has been kind of muttering himself on the way. He's like that last job with your crew. You, you weren't there. God, that went 10 kinds of sideways. <laughs> I got it done. I guess I got to respect that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You should, you should keep an eye on him is all I'm saying as uh, he pulls up to the door and knocks on it. Uh, and you hear um, Fuller, Sunshine, Fuller Sunshine's voice call back, we're closed! Uh, and Parshall just says, it's me! And Fuller says, alright, come on in! Um, and door opens, you walk through. Uh, the staff here are still cleaning up the bar from the big fight and you know apprehension of several wanted criminals from last time but nobody looks up as you walk past uh, none of the staff look up uh fuller sunshine just kind of gives you a wry grin from uh back behind the bar where he's or they've returned um and partial leads you back to a booth near the back of the of the establishment where um Inishir is is waiting kind of surrounded on both sides by probably like a half dozen lower ranking purple family members just occupying themselves in the most rowdy way possible. Uh, and Inishir just smiles broadly at you. Uh, I think he's a, he's a tall, pretty tall guy, medium toned skin. Uh, he's got like chin length, dark hair pushed back with a, a lacquer headband. And he's, he's got like a, a full, but nicely uh, groomed beard flecked with gray. Uh, and he says, Augustine, so good to see you again. You as well, Inishir, and I don't know if if our relationship is one where we have all of that false sincerity and hug, or <laughs> like I think that that is what Inishir defaults to. Um, if you want your relationship with Inishir to be a little bit more difficult, then or then that's up to you. No, that's kind of what I see it as. That okay. Yep, so he gets up and he gives you a hug, pats you on the back, and says, please, please, sit. Yep, I slide into the booth. <laughs> so, uh, Parshall tells me that you're you're rolling with an interesting set these days. Well, I wouldn't call them, I mean, yeah, they're interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, interesting is better than boring, am I right? Yeah, gotta keep entertained somehow. <laughs> uh, can you believe uh, with the the PAs got the whole place locked down? Never seen anything like it. It's something. <laughs> it's something indeed. 
Yeah. Well, must be a big hassle for somebody in your line of work, right? I mean, you know me. <laughs> oh, well, you know, we uh, we noticed that you're having some work done on the good old Beluga. Uh, you know, you're, you're welcome, of course, as always, for the, the help the Purple family gave you in getting the ship together and getting it all kitted out. Um, we figured you might be planning to make an exit sooner than later. Is that a fair assessment? I'd say it is. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and he leans back and he tapes, takes a sip of his, uh, his beverage. You know, it's, it's probably like some liquor on the rocks. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Did you want anything? And he kind of snaps his fingers. Gosh. Sure, I wouldn't mind a, something to wet my whistle. Of course, of course. I'm so rude. I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't think any of the wait staff will come over, but one of the rowdy, um, one of the rowdy purple family members will get up and kind of saunter over uh, and say, uh, "Yeah, yeah. Uh, what can I get you?" Uh, whatever the dime specialty is. <laughs> One dime special. I don't know what that is, but I bet the bartender does. Uh, <laughs> and they they walk over and they they get the drink. Uh, uh, Fuller Sunshine fixes you on the special, uh, extra special special. Um, they set it down in front of you. It, it looks tasty. Yeah, I'm sure I've had it before. <laughs> yeah, and then Inishir says. Um, I'd love to toast you, but um, before, I think it would be good if we could talk a little bit of business and maybe seal the deal with the toast. Sure, what do you have in mind? Well, it's it's really nothing big. Uh, nothing even as complicated as that last little job you did for, for little Solomon. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I heard most of your crew is betrothed to Solomon now. Uh, very happy for you. Yeah, that's what I heard. I I don't wholly understand the situation, but that's that's just the kind of thing that Solomon tends to get into. But we support him or support them. Yes, they them. We support them. Uh, but right, right, business. Um, so we have a few packages that we need to get out of town for a while. You can understand with all the pressure, all the searching around. People in our line of work don't necessarily need that kind of attention. If you could just hold on to them for us and, you know, just lie low, we'll get a hold of you when we're ready to take them back. That's all we need. Sounds fair enough. Perfect. And we know that you've got a perfect spot for them. Pretty sure some of our, uh, some are, oh, what would you call like somebody, just engineers? I feel like that's not colorful enough. Somebody who works on ships. Mechanics. Yeah, that works. Some of our, I think some of our mechanics helped fix you up with that uh, nice. In the, he lowers his voice, even though he's just surrounded by you know his allies. Some nice, you know, smuggling space. So, uh, and just to frame this for you here, this is that uh, collector's entanglement coming to bear from last time. But the interesting thing that I had to bear in mind was you don't really have any parts that somebody could claim. You don't have like afterburners or cool communications equipment or big cannons. 
you have a smuggling compartment and a cargo hold and nobody's going to be like, give me that cargo hold. Um, so basically what Inishir is saying is they're going to fill up your smuggling compartment with the stuff they need to get off the, off the Landberg for a while. Um, so you, you won't have enough room to use it and you'll basically be doing them a favor by keeping the stuff out of their way. Now you could try to pay them off or pay them off. Uh, that is one of the options available to you for the collectors. It's uh, two credit by default, but I think you'd probably have to try to smooth things over in that case. Um, and if you did accept this quote job, note that he's not offering you any payment. Um, you, I would mark it as like one job successfully completed uh, toward advancing your status with them. And let's see, I think. I can actually look at that real quick. You need to advance from status one to two. Where's the purple family? Oh, yeah. From one to two, you need to do two jobs. And right now you have one job done with them. So if you get this done for them, you'll get to status two for them. No, two with them, which is friendly, I think. Three is the maximum where you're just straight up allied. We didn't automatically get three when we became betrothed to one of the purple family. <laughs> it's just Solomon. Maybe if you were betrothed oh. to, the, to the triplets, too. All of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all about family, you know? Oh, my goodness. I don't have a backstory right now for where I left off with the triplets or in year, but I know that I don't really have much of a choice. <laughs> to keep things well, smooth at the moment yeah like i said you know you could you could try to find some other way to get about it i don't try to trying to railroad you here at all but you would need to you know get creative or just give them a good amount of money <laughs> to yeah, pay them no. off and basically say look look elsewhere yeah i i'd rather try and get on an issue's good side than stay on their bad side so because okay. they're my my uh rival um, yeah my rival so <laughs> yeah so yeah they're they're leaned back with their drink in hand and they uh just hold up their glass and they're like so do we have a deal i believe that we do and i'll raise raise my glass and toast to a job uh, uh here's to beautiful arrangements and I clink and I take a swig all right. Um, did everybody get their downtime in last time? Because you only had the one free one because you're at war right now. <laughs> I think I so. I think. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, because I think my downtime was uh, with Myriad and the orphans. Mm -hmm. And I, <laughs> I don't remember what sport we were doing, but it was mm -hmm. a mixture of many. Shuffle <laughs> Shuffleboard, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but like people being on the on the pucks or whatever you call them. Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of like elbowing each other. Yes. This full contact <laughs> shuffleboard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Augustine acquired their asset and went shopping with Gadget and made them really trust everything about Augustine. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so no pressure, guys, but let's not do anything stressful this encounter. 
I'm sure nothing stressful will happen at all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so yeah, well, I think you know you can you can knock back the rest of your drink. You can catch up a little bit. Um, I think there's probably like you are rivals, but there probably is still like at least some nice rapport between you because you know Augustine, you're just so damn smooth. Um, <laughs> Lovers into rivals, back into lovers. <laughs> I mean, it's you like know, a sine wave, you know. <laughs> you know, Solomon has used three. Augustine has the triplets. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you're right. perfect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was not. I was there for this whole betrothing thing. Was not aware that that's what was happening at the time, and yet. <laughs> That's how things unfolded. <laughs> to be fair, you're you are. I think we've said this before. More like engaged to be engaged. You know, you've got your like promise rings on. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it's it, it's getting steadily conflated, especially because Inishir just finds it so amusing. <laughs> um, all right. So, did anybody else want to make any preparations before you get started on the the job of escaping? <laughs> from dime just to recap real quick because it has been a month that's totally fair uh your plan was to take the beluga and basically fly low uh get to the river and just use that as a way to sort of you know ride down through the river shoot out underneath the landberg and then just basically fly completely underneath the notice of the uh the protectorate affairs ships and there are three of them there's the jail barge and then two kind of zippier looking interceptors. Um, and so you needed to waterproof the ship to do that. Uh, if there's anything else you wanted to do, you know, if you wanted to try to plot out a route or, you know, grease palms to see if like you could uh, to ease your way over the landberg while you're getting there, uh, you could do that. Or if not, we could we could kind of skip to that. I think by this point, Quell, you're probably back from meeting with the mother of many with mm -hmm. a, a very excited looking uh, chalice and a very victorious looking um, uh, myriad. <laughs> uh, so the uh, group that was meeting that got broke up, what was that? That was the Union of Landbergs. Uh, and they're the ones who have asked you to move chalice off, yeah. off, off Berg. I'm wondering if we could talk to them and maybe convince them to try and provide a distraction as we set off. It's mm, not a bad idea. Because they're invested in us getting uh, Chalice out, so it's a win-win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And personally, Quell likes Chalice, so... Well, would, well would like to get Chalice out. Whatever is awaiting Chalice is probably not a great thing. So, you know. Mm. I think Home Slice owes us a favor if we're smuggling somebody from the Assemblinati onto our own ship. <laughs> <laughs> Did we decide where we're going? Away. Away from here? <laughs> right. I don't know if we have decided. Um, um, I know we mentioned Arbalon. Yeah, that was what we were, I think, deciding around because we thought it would be distant and it would be 
kind of quiet and it was in an area where we didn't have a lot of heat. So. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Myriad, you're not going to put a hard kibosh on going to uh, Arbalon. You're like, nope, we're not going there. We're not doing that. (laughs) Myriad, you know, Myriad may or may not have been a poacher. Ground hunter, (laughs) poacher. You know, it's... It's real fuzzy. The, <laughs> the line's blurry. The line's oh, no. real blurry. It's it's fuzzy like all those critters you poached. Oh, uh, see, yeah. that's great. Because <laughs> Quell is under the impression that Myriad is a hero among their people. Like a brilliant <laughs> hunter that is uplifted and celebrated. Like one of the best of the best. And so, I am the best of the best <laughs> of the hunters. <laughs> Yes. I am well known for my hunting abilities. That is very true. <laughs> See, Quell would be like, Myriad, you're so famous. And every time she says so famous, there's just like a little infamous. Infamous. <laughs> you see you see posters, you're not sure the language uh of the posters that you see but you see posters of me all over the place uh seeing them of me like killing these monsters um beasts that wander arbalon um they're wanted posters you don't know that um because they're in a different language oh cool (laughs) (laughs) so you're practically a celebrity yes we should definitely go there because they will definitely greet us with open arms and just bring us in, I'm sure nothing could go wrong. That is 100% a belief that Quell has about Myriad, that you are a celebrity on your home planet and that everyone loves you. You're a hero of the people. Planet? (laughs) (laughs) Your home planet, your home land bird, your home planet of (laughs) Arborlaw. They're they're very planet esque. I'm not gonna lie and say that's true. When when we go back to Endor, we'll be celebrated (laughs) with all the wub wubs and jub jubs. Uh, Actually, the little image I have of it in my notes is from Kashyyyk. So (laughs) the Wookiee homeworld. Oh, Uh, I see. (laughs) But yeah, pretty close. Um. But yeah, I think you were you were hovering around the idea of dime uh, because it's it's really out of the way. Things are pretty hot for a chalice right now, and for yourselves, as a matter of fact. Um, and it could be a, a good spot to lay low for a bit. If we get arrested, if we get arrested by Protectorate Affairs, honestly, we will have no idea if it's because of chalice or just because of all the other BS that we've been up to. Which is a lot, a lot of BS. <laughs> so, you know, which means if we get pulled over, everyone, we just don't say anything because they don't, it might not necessarily be about chalice, right? We might just get in trouble for stealing that spirit artifact or all the other things we've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could, it could honestly be anything. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, the poaching. It's fine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. we've all done things in our past things that 
things that maybe we would, well, I don't know. I think we're probably all proud of them. Things that, <laughs> that the protectorate affairs wouldn't want us to be proud of. Mm-hmm. All right. So does anybody else have any uh, things they want to do to contribute to getting you out of here? Or do you just want to get the heck out of here? Um, as we watch the, uh, the, the goons carrying over, you know, uh, probably through back alleys and stuff and loading up your smuggling compartment. Uh, just, just packing it full of anomalous packages. <laughs> I think that Quell would make sure that she has two things on hand. Um, and these are both kind of covered by stuff that I have on my character sheet. But she would definitely make sure she had offerings that would be appropriate for fresh water spirits. And also mm. make sure that she has water or waterings, offerings on hand for dark cave spirits. Because it's going to be dark and a little bit spooky. And I don't know what's down there. Because no one, as far as I know, has ever come out alive. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, well, even the water comes out, you know, goes on the top. Comes <laughs> That's out the true. The water so does come like... out. I've never <laughs> seen a boat come out. No ships come out. Of course, most of them know not to go in there. So, yeah. <laughs> Who knows what is myth and what is reality at this point, honestly. But you're waterproof now, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, I, th- I think you'll you'll have stuff like that ready to go as long as you're ready to mark the load. Yeah. Um. Okay, do we want to get ready for engagement earlier? Sure. Awesome. Engagement. So, you have your choice of plans, of course, um, but you do have the transport plan here, which is, which in which case you pick your locations and route. That probably makes the most sense from what we've described. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could also call it a um, infiltration plan where you're infiltrating the center of the uh, <laughs> Landberg. Infiltration to the center of the earth? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> this is like, we're really going Jules Verne here, is ultimately mm-hmm. what's happening. We have a skyship that is now going to the center of this floating earth bird, this land bird. Also, mm-hmm. there may be krakens. I don't know. There are kraken like features on my shirt today. So, you know, maybe it's a little bit of synchronicity. <laughs> okay, so. Uh... I, I like the infiltration. I guess it's pretty much the same either way. Uh, transport is maybe more co- covers the whole thing, but you know what? I love the idea of infiltrating in a giant skyship. So sure, let's call it infiltration. Um, I hope we're built for stealth. We're not built for stealth. Not at all. Belugas not stealthy creatures, as far as I know. Although, if I am wrong. Please subscribe and then contact me directly to let me know that I am wrong. I'll be happy to hear that, and I will issue errata next time about how belugas are actually incredibly stealthy creatures. (laughs) (laughs) Good idea. So, uh, for our engagement role, we start with one die for sheer luck. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is this operation particularly bold or daring? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Take plus one D. That's two. Does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit with them where they're weakest? Uh, eh, I think it's kind of... And then, is this target strongest against this approach, or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? I think that one's kind of a, a wash, probably. I mean, uh, is the beluga vulnerable to water? 
Not <laughs> as much anymore. Okay. I mean, we have a nice tarp, but we, we are not have a, a watership. Yeah. We are not a watership okay. at all. We are used to flying in the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, can any of your aides or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation? Oh, actually, we should zoom out here because, Augustine, you mentioned wanting to try to get a distraction from the Union of Landbergs. Um, so I think you could real quick meet back up with um, Slice, or you could ask Gadget to meet with Slice. Um, could also meet with Sunshine on the way out. Yeah, you could just talk to Fuller. Because the they're the representative for dime of the Union of Landbergs. They should at least buy us some high quality dime booze as we go on this, so that we can, you know, if if our death is imminent, we can go out on a high note <laughs> or a highball, either one. <laughs> I think the goal is to not die, though, oh, because we're. I mean, ultimately. To... Augustine has his sipping brandy for while he's piloting. Sipping brandy as opposed to what? It's it's okay. It's just a sipping brandy. (laughs) I didn't put any of the hard stuff in it like I used back at the dig. (laughs) I know, I know. I want to know what other kinds of brandy there are. They they have like a like a cooking brandy, a sipping brandy, and then like a blackout brandy. Well, of course I have a cooking brandy. How do you think you won that there cooking contest? That That was all the illegal buffalo jerky. I was going to ask because now that we know out of character that in fact Myriad is a poacher, is it legal to eat muffalo meat? (laughs) (laughs) That's a real good question. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's illegal to purchase muffalo meat, but if muffalo meat just somehow made it onto your grill and then you cooked it and seasoned it with a secret blend of herbs and spices and served it in a restaurant, <laughs> that's fine. It's not illegal because they're now extinct. <laughs> the only question that matters is, did it taste good? <laughs> and So I just made a fortune roll. Oh, uh, no. And I got a three, which is a, a bad result. So I think it's definitely frowned upon. It's probably illegal on Arbalon to, you know, move uh, that meat off of the island. At least without like very strict uh, licensing and you know con- conservation uh, fees and whatnot. Oh boy. Maybe not conservation fees, but just like going through the proper channels. Um, but as I've said, you know the the Azure fleet is very hands off. There isn't really like a greater law abiding or law enforcing apparatus aside from Protectorate Affairs, who's like, hey, you know, pay your taxes. Um, so you know. Other Landbergs, if you got it, you got it. You know what? I would expect that. I would expect a very laissez-faire attitude from a government built off of piracy. Yeah, they, they do not want to lead you. They do not want to rule you. They want to take your money and have you go on your way. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, how, so how are you broaching this topic with Fuller? Um, do you, are you going to want to roll for that? Because I figured I'd consort with them, try and be like, hey, about that thing. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we got a we got a plan, but it's mm-hmm. risky, and we could use a distraction. 
okay, I think this would be risky standard probably to convince them because yes, they want this very much to happen, but also they have a lot of heat right now too. Yep. Um, and I'll remind you that you have one, like I'll bring you back to the other scene here. You have one gambit left and that's going to go away. It's going to refresh to your normal count when you pick your load for the next next score. Uh, I might as well use it then at this point. <laughs> that's kind of kind of what I'm thinking. So I see your heat is as great as mine. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're just building their heat so they can do a heat action. And what can you use gambits for again? Uh, using a gambit gives you one extra die. Okay, so risky standard one extra die. Yep. Four, two, four. Okay, so yep, on three dice, your best is a four. So I think what will happen here is the after some convincing and some complaining from Fuller, because they're you know a little cantankerous, um they'll say uh all right all right we can we could probably arrange um we can stir people up in front of the customs office that'll that'll get their attention for a while um you know if, if there's one thing they value or I'll, I'll go to their voice if there's one thing they value it's it's their customs their duties and if we threaten <laughs> that for duty. a little bit then uh Yes, I did. If we threaten that for a little bit, <laughs> then uh, that should that should give you a leg up. Um, Dime remembers. You did get a consequence, and I think it just makes too much sense for me to put two more ticks on the crowd's boil over clock. Oh no! Um, I forgot we had a clock. Yep. <laughs> well, the crowds are the crowds boiling over is going to be that distraction we need. Right? Uh, in some ways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do you want to let that let that roll? Yeah, because I need to save all my stress for driving this damn ship. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So, um, uh, yeah, you're you're able to get that arranged, and you will get the extra die. So. Uh, going back, we had the 1D, then 2D for bold and daring, 3D for aids, friends or contacts providing aid. Are there any other elements you want to consider? Maybe a lower tier target will give you plus 1D, higher, or higher minus 1. I think in this situation, you've got a good enough plan that the difference in tier, the difference of tier might come into play, but not in the engagement role. Um, because you know they've got those nice fast interceptor ships, but that doesn't mean they're like better at finding you when you go down a weird sky river. Uh, okay, so we've got three dice. I mean, that's fair. They don't have a really nice target. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I think as you're all going over this plan, probably up on the bridge, you know, uh, the workers are finishing the last of of nailing down the tarp and caulking some of like the doors it's just it's just like building you know like <laughs> caulk you'd use to build a building um but it's better than nothing uh um, up caulk. The... I like we're gonna die <laughs> partial cloudy is loading up your your smuggling compartment uh surreptitiously uh probably sees you quell and just like kind of 
stays on the opposite side of the room uh, <laughs> and just like kind of tries to edge down the loading ramp. Paul is just trying to wonder what what she did to Partial Cloudy. <laughs> She's not sure. She's not used to people having this reaction, but I mean, it could be good. She she waves. <laughs> she's like, he's like, no, don't put don't put your stuff on me. Those damn whales. <laughs> did I blow this guy up? No, you didn't blow him up, but you were you did stand on the deck of your ship and summon a bunch of lightning whales oh. from a storm yeah, right in uh, front of him. All right, the, the face finally clicks, and she's like, oh, and looks up. Is it looking cloudy? Is it looking a little stormy? Oh, yeah, it's been, sto- it's been stormy here the whole time you've been here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, don't worry. Just make sure you get everything secured real tight, and uh, we'll be whale-free. Yep, yep, perfect. Sounds great. Uh, anyway, got to go. I think that was the last of it. <laughs> I was the one who got struck by lightning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yes, I think you'll probably whisper that as he's like, that's the one. Got the got the other one struck by lightning. Oh my god. You remember that? Because some of them are, are the crew of uh, Partial Cloudy's ship. Uh and they're they're all giving Quell a wide berth at this point. <laughs> well, probably like uh, you know, checking in on uh, Myriad, like, are you okay after that a little bit? But just very, very surreptitiously. Um, I mean, to be completely fair, I have gotten better with my aim since then. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good to know. Um, and last we have uh, Chalice moving. Uh, or they're probably moving by themselves. Uh, they have some of you uh, pick up their traveling trunk, which is... It, Kind of heavy. It seems like they're new to this whole traveling thing, um, but that's that's what they're traveling with. Ugh. The heck is in that thing? <laughs> oh, just just the essentials. What do you consider essential? <laughs> uh, uh, so where are they staying on the ship? Because it's not going to be my workshop. They're staying in the cargo bay in the when the nets, just like the rest of you, I assume. Okay, yeah, so because we don't right. have, we don't have a uh, brig, mm. and our and our smuggling compartment's a little bit occupied at the moment. I mean, yeah. At this point, though, like Paul is truly concerned about what the heck this individual considers essential, given that she literally has the clothing that she wears on her back, mm-hmm. and that skull that is occasionally buried in <laughs> underneath a lemon tree. And uh, I don't know. That's that's largely it. I mean, some things come in and out of her her orbit, but <laughs> <laughs> the life of an urchin is a light one. Mm-hmm. Myriad is probably the one carrying the trunk. <laughs> yeah, it's it's heavy, uh, but you can make it. You're 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 strong. <laughs> Super strong. Augusta, are are you there while this is happening? Uh, I'd be overseeing, you know, everything getting into place, making mm-hmm. sure that partial is, you know, getting everything loaded and according to Inishir's. So what's in there? Are you are you asking Chalice? <laughs> no, I'm asking now. I'm asking Augustine since Augustine's there, making sure everything gets loaded up right. We got all this stuff that's getting shoved into oh. our, our <laughs> smuggling space. 
what what is it? I mean, you should know by now, Quell, that sometimes you just don't ask what you're transporting for a job. You don't ask. You just open. Got it. I'm no, on board. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't ask. You don't open. It's better to not know. I got it. You don't ask permission. You just beg forgiveness. Yeah, Thanks, Qu- Captain. Quell, Quell, no, see... Uh, and he just kind of sighs and <laughs> walks away. Captain's so full of wisdom. I learned so much. <laughs> We're just letting anything and anybody on board our ship. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's probably packed in here like it hasn't been for a while. You've got an extra person riding along. The smuggling holds uh, full. Uh, you've got Chalice's stuff. Um I mean, you are like a smuggling ship, so you've got plenty of room for everything, but, you know, you've, you've got stuff. You better believe that once we are on board and we have Chalice safely stowed on board, I am totally going to go to Gadget and be like, Gadget, Gadget, do you have anything here that we could use to, uh, I don't know, somehow detect or suss out what might be in that uh, smuggling bay? I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> you got a like ectoplasma reader or a, I don't know, Voltatron Nick item. Sir, so are you going to try to do this after you after you embark or before? Doesn't matter. Just as soon as we have uh, the stuff on board and we have Chalice on board, <laughs> Quell is not one for waiting. Well, it's up to your captain. When did you, well, it's up to all of you, really. Uh, when did you want to embark? I I don't think we'll have much light in the caves, so I think night is, is, is as good as any because it's less likely for them to track onto us as well. Are you still driving in the dark there, Captain? Do we, do we go in the dark? I mean, I guess. I think the shop flies at night, like, pretty pretty frequently, yeah. You have, like, running lights. Um, I don't think you really have strong searchlights or anything, because that would probably be an upgrade or an asset that you could acquire. <laughs> we've, we've got moss. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I figure we must have some way of navigating the Sky Rivers, but the Sky Rivers are almost by definition very out in the open you know Mm -hmm. and with with the sky and the luminous heavenly objects around them whereas a cave is very not in the open (laughs) a cave Mm -hmm. is is enclosed and rocky and twisting and dark Uh (laughs) (laughs) well we didn't think about that we thought about the water it's like we're piloting a sky ship and not a cave ship or a river ship, but this is where we are. So... <laughs> it's, been well... good, it's been a good game, everyone. <laughs> you, can, you guys, you all are a uh, smart crew of, of smugglers. You, you know, you think ahead. Um, if one of you wanted to try to rig up some kind of an illumination solution, then like if it if it was like uh gadget probably because i don't think gadget's been mm-hmm. super busy for the last few hours you could probably mm-hmm. do it without paying stress 
um you you and myriad i think because you've uh we haven't seen you on screen as much so it would make sense for you to have been doing something else spelunking smugglers all right we can do this we can rig up something so we can actually see where we're going yeah all right what's the plan all right let's see what we have a uh we're kind of on a time crunch here so i'm not quite sure if we'd be able to buy any assets before we get going not that we have any credit in our vaults anyways yeah, you could spend a cred to acquire an asset, just to, just like normal. Um, I think we're broke. I have cred. You're a little strapped for cash overall. Yeah, the beluga is empty. Um, I mean, I see. have two. I have Period's three. Doing. Okay. I'm yeah. fine. I'll spend a cred. <laughs> Why are you rich? What the hell? <laughs> I haven't spent any cred. Uh, all right. Myriad's got the money, see. Alright, let's go on another shopping trip, Myriad. This will be fun. Alright, let's go. <laughs> what are we looking for? Are we looking for like actual lights? Are we looking for like fungus? Because Myriad's like all for fungus. Um, but you are probably more into like electronic doodads. Fungus would probably be fine for our own personal light source, but we're going to need something with a little bit more juice if we're actually going on a real splunking adventure. Okay, so juice, like like lemon juice? Does does lemon juice illuminate? Um, we have a lemon tree. So. We do have a lemon tree. <laughs> it's, in the, it's not in the cargo hold anymore unless it's like completely squished between all of the stuff. Wait, wait, wait. But, but legitimately... Isn't there a way to like use a lemon as some kind of battery? Yes. We could use yes. that to uh-huh. <laughs> That's what yeah. that's what gadget carries around is just a lemon to hack the doors. Just pour the lemon the in the door. You know what? We do have a yeah. culinary reputation. Why go back on it now? So yeah, what the hell? We're going to rig up a system using goddamn citrus power, and we're going to. Uh-huh. Create a fantastic light source about this. I can rig something up. You know what? If you think of a way to integrate lemons into your lighting solution, I'll go ahead and like give you... Uh... Do you make a roll for this? Yeah, I'll give you an extra die for that. Because you have, you already have some of what you need, which is a lemon power source. We don't need it for scurvy. We use it for power. And you know what? Mm-hmm. A part of my inventory is I do have a light source. So yeah, let's... um. It, let, let's jerry-rig this to run on lemon power. Uh, would you consider that a rigging roll? Oh, wait, you said you have a, pow- a light source? What is it? Literally just says light source. Huh. Do you think we could find something more powerful, though, if I spent cred? Yes. Because uh, that's on a personal scale. Um, you might be able to do some real fancy stuff to, like, juice the hell out of your personal light source. <laughs> juice. Um, juice, again. Literally. Um, but yeah, if you spent cred on it, you could probably find something that's actually made for a ship. A giant lemon. <laughs> okay, well, we got two different paths here. We are on Dime. They have cool shit here that we could probably either scavenge or buy. Or we can just go the organic route. I'm cool with both. Both options sound fantastic to me. Let's go the hybrid route and use the lemons to power a really powerful light source that I find with cred. Nice. With three creds, we could probably buy some cool, like, old tech light sources. I'm not spending three cred. I'll spend, like, one (laughs) or two. Jeez. (laughs) 
right. So when you acquire an asset heading back to the market, it's like, I swear to God, it's like going to the hardware store three times before like, you can finish any project. <laughs> Just finding all the stuff that the urchins have hauled back. Uh, when you acquire an asset, roll crew quality. The result indicates the quality of the asset using the crew's quality as the base. So you'll roll one die by default, and I'll give you an extra one die on top of that because you have the lemon plan. Okay. I'll let you, Myriad, roll for acquiring the assets. Okay, so is it just slash R or slash roll? Uh, either. Okay, so nice. we have a three and a six. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Lemon plan totally panning out. Lemon I swear to God, engaged. if we find a light source from our skies within reach, the ship we just gave to the Junkers Gold, be like, huh, fancy <laughs> seeing you again. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be freaky. I'm not saying it's not possible, though. Um, you know, there, there was only half of a mountain there. Um, so let's see, when you get a six, it is equal to crew quality plus one. So mm -hmm. it is quality two. So yeah, you've got some you've got some nice lights there. Um, you 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 feel like the lemons probably won't power them for long, but you could probably do a long term project afterwards to like convert them to a more long lasting power source. <laughs> um, but you you feel confident that for as long as the ship would be able to last in that cave, the lights will last too. Lemony okay. burst. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and the really so, great thing—I mm -hmm. was just going to say—the really great thing is if there is an incident where lights won't save us, then we can at least throw lemon juice in the eyes of whatever is attacking us. Exactly. <laughs> when life gives you lemons, you power a light source. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I do see that. I uh, I also have a flashlight and flares in my available items so oh it's okay. like when you get your first car and your headlight goes out so you just duct tape a flashlight to it so you don't get pulled <laughs> over i can't relate anyways <laughs> uh so i went ahead and added lemon floodlights temporary to your as a comms module uh just just to remember and since it was such nice quality i think it would be a uh a relatively brief long-term project to make that a temporary uh addition to your ship got it um but you would need to do something on top of that juice the lights mm -hmm. so we were at 3d before and now we're at 4d because you have some lights for your <laughs> ship uh so we have four players does everybody want to roll 1d6 oh wait hold on before we do that I remember it this time. Pick your load. Well, I'm going heavy because I'm not hiding from anything. It's not like I need to okay. sink. Well, you know, you're going to be in a ship that's like plunging down the cavern. You might need to run to fix something. And if you're totally loaded down, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying your load is still something to think about here. And normal fine. Um... It's only one less. <laughs> I'm gonna go normal because if we fall into the water, I don't want to drown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going heavy because there's no way in hell I'm going to be less than a hundred percent prepared when I got Chalice on board our ship. <laughs> and Augustine, Chalice, 
Chalice is just impressed by by how, uh, you know, how well prepared and how vigilant. It's like, wow, this, the Subiton spirit is truly <laughs> remarkable. Like I'm going to go anywhere without my bug out bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. I mean, what would Myriad Star Spindle do? Myriad would probably mm, either Myriad either goes big or just has nothing. It's like naked. <laughs> so Myriad does not go home. Myriad is not going to go home. <laughs> go big or get out. <laughs> Myriad's gonna carry everything, going heavy load. <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, Myriad and Gadget heavy and. Augustine and Quell normal. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Because right. I don't want to drown. <laughs> Drowning? Why would you drown? Um, one fun thing about the system is that you can always resist consequences, even if they're level four harm. You just might, you know, trauma out. Um, so we've got four dice in our engagement mm-hmm. role. We have four players. Does everybody want to roll me one? Yes. yes. Does that mean I have to be responsible if I roll really badly? Yep. Only if nobody else rolls better. All right, so our starting roll is with Gadget, a two. Setting the bar low, guys. <laughs> uh, Augustine rolls a three. Quell rolls a two. Myriad, can you save us? <laughs> no! Oh, rolls a one. no! Yeah! <laughs> this oh. is going to be great. <laughs> he says setting the bar oh. low, and I went lower. <laughs> you limboed right under it. <laughs> And this is why I am being prepared in case of drowning. I thought we were playing Limbo. <laughs> this just made our game a lot more interesting. It's okay. Yep. So, uh, dear audience, we have a high result of three on a fortune roll of 46. Uh, and that's a bad result. Yeah. So you'll start in a desperate position. Uh, <laughs> but desperate means XP. Yes. Right? Yep, so whoever makes that first roll uh, and ensuing roll, rolls, if it makes sense, we'll get to mark XP. 